You're listening to the No Hacks Marketing Podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into online marketing topics covering search, content, CRO, social, and performance optimization to help you level up your marketing. No hacks, no shortcuts, only long-term success. Here are your hosts, Slobodan Manich and Katherine Kambau. Welcome to a fresh episode of No Hacks Marketing. Today, we're going to talk about conversations, which sounds so meta, I know. Is it really important to talk to your customers? And if you do, how can you find opportunities to turn these into content snippets? And to talk about it, I have Zina Blayashi, founder of Raise the Runway and co-founder of Pitch Lab. Her larger-than-life personality and love for stand-up comedy make her easily one of my personal favorites and one of the influential voices on LinkedIn. Z, welcome to the podcast. Catherine, thank you so much for that fantastic intro. I'm so happy to be here. I'm also also so excited, but before we dive into our main topic, let's talk about stand-up for a minute. You have to give us your top three favorite female comic. Ooh, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> um, terrible. So I've got Wanda, Wanda Sykes right. that comes yep. to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yep. And 333, uh, I- Isa, Izzy. Oh, Yeah. I'll, oh. I'll drop, you know, I'll look at my notes and um, I know you I'll have a long a list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it. I remember that post like maybe two months ago. Well, minus Nikki Glaser, which is someone that I just learned recently, Ali Wong, because of the, all the Asian jokes, and Amy Schumer. So that's my top three. And just curious, do you feel like your love for comedy? I'm assuming you're also hilarious in person. Do you think it helps you as a marketer? as well well i don't know if i consider myself hilarious but i do love absolutely love a, a good laugh and i don't think we do enough of of that and when it comes to being whether it helps me be a better marketer yes i think so not taking myself too seriously and sure. it's a great way to connect with people too so it's it's not just hey buy my product right type of right. thing so it's a great way to to, to engage with people mm. right right i also love watching them the rose and all that. So anyway, let's talk about conversations. Why does it even matter? Why we kind of talk about as well. We were um, preparing for this inter- for this recording. Let's start with what could possibly go wrong when we don't have a conversation with our customer. Yeah, and of course it's conversation with customers, but also with with others. But when it comes to to, to customers, there are the types of casual conversations that you can have. You know, that also just helps build rapport and people open up. But mm-hmm. also there are, I don't know if I would consider them conversations, but they are customer interviews. Those are much more thought out and they are relaxed. They should be relaxed, but you sort of guide them, you know, with a series of questions to, to get as much information out of them uh, as, as possible. And that you can understand you can get into the granular details, like what exactly made them, you know, decide to choose you. But you can also understand from a bigger, if you zoom out, how are they thinking about your space, the other the other tools in, in your space? What, you know, cliches do they have? Do they have any limiting beliefs? No? So that, that type of a thing, it allows you to, to, to do better... <laughs> 
marketing, right? And and you can reflect that in your landing page. You can reflect that in your sales funnel. You can reflect that in, in what you post on LinkedIn. There's so much there, which can be a bit difficult to unpack sometimes. No, it feels like opening Pandora's box and it just explodes in, in your face. So what do I do with all that? Which is why, you know, people get other people to, to hire, to, to help them with that. But yeah, the... It's immense. No, the possibilities are are tremendous. Exactly. And I think we have to talk about it again. You mentioned it earlier about race the runway. I, I love what you said there that there's this highly untapped um, potential that a lot of companies are missing out. So maybe can you talk about yeah. that again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, start race the runway you know, is your, your company, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was built uh, around the idea of runway. So we talk a lot about runways in, in the startup world. How long do you have until you can't keep the lights uh, on type of a thing? So be it solopreneurs, be it startups, we're always looking for how can I get more leads? Let's run more ads, more of this, more traffic, more, more, more. But we don't spend half as much uh, time on something that's really important and something that is right there, which are our customers. These people put their hands in their pockets, they pay for your service, and you are not taking advantage of the learnings that you can get from them to understand why. No? And, yeah. and obviously, just on a side note, you can't just ask someone, why did you buy something, right? Because they wouldn't even know what to tell you, right? <laughs> you have to sort of pry it out of them. But to understand why they chose you, why they almost didn't choose you, right? And then what made them take that take that step, what helped build trust with them, etc. Hmm. So I think that's, we're sitting on gold, like I'll always say, and we're not taking advantage of, of this Right. We seem to want to always do the outbound thing because we want immediate traffic, immediate leads. But then, yeah, you're right. There's a person already that trusted you and you're not um, asking them for help. Why? So that you can generate more or get more referrals, perhaps. So when you say conversations, you mentioned talking to customers. What do you think about talking about your internal stakeholders as well? Do you think that matters to talking to the founder or to the, I don't know, customer service department? Does that play a role too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of conversations. As it, A couple of things come to mind. So just understanding what expectations everyone has internally is, is really important. Also, what golden nuggets do they have, right? So, so putting, putting all that information together, you might have learned something interesting, in, I don't know, in your last discovery call, or another person might have learned something in a, during a support call, right? How is that important? And is that important to me? Right. So knowing, having these conversations to see what expectations they have uh, around that, what are they learning? What's surprising them? Yeah. Without getting into sort of people, team management type of a thing. So that's beyond that. That's, that's separate. But from a marketing point of view, everyone has learnings and there are so many silos so many silos. And of course, at the end, we don't run, we don't all have the same story, for example. So there, there are different results that are pretty negative. CTO not having, not talking about the company in the same way that the CEO is talking about it, right? So that, how does that affect uh, how we're seeing outside? Mm -hmm. 
Right, right. And you've mentioned discovery call. So let's talk about where to actually find opportunities for conversations. So I, I'm guessing that's one. But before that, there's also some, I call it like passive listening, where you just look for reviews, testimonials, chat logs. Does that help at all? Or do you feel like there's this um, debate that says only a few people actually re- leave reviews, maybe just 10%. Some of them probably are irate or they're unhappy with your service and a very tiny p percentage are happy customers what do you think about that i think the social listening is is absolutely important and it's it won't give you 100% of of the information you need but that's something that absolutely a basic uh, thing that you can do another thing that is not as scalable is the conversations with people that have purchased your product competitive alternative, for example, oh, right? So having yeah. those conversations with people, just saying, hey, I'm not here to sell. I'm just here to learn, right? And in some cases, give a reward or a gift or something like that in exchange. But those are really, really important. People in the space, hopefully from talking to customers, you understand who are the influencers in, in your space that they that they trust, right? So how can you get a conversation with one of those influencers, maybe? No, sometimes it's, it's possible, right? They're not all out of reach. And so the more people around... I'm guessing the problem that you're solving, the more conversations you have, the 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 richer the information gets and the more confident you feel. Yeah, you get different perspectives. And I like that you that that idea that it's not just solely talking to customers, it can be someone like an influencer or someone who's working and who loves a competitor product. Definitely that will bring in some different perspective. What yeah. about I'm probably guessing this is gonna be harder, like you also want to talk to potential customers. Like they went to your website, but didn't didn't really purchase. It's harder to track them, I guess. But have you had experiences talking to like potential customers? Yeah. The first thing that, and, and first of all, absolutely a, a, a great idea. It's a great source. And at the beginning, it's highly recommended, especially when you're doing you know, your customer discovery, because you're trying to figure out who cares most about this problem that I'm solving, right? Right, And so you start talking with a bunch of what you think are are potential customers, and then you realize, you start fine-tuning, and you realize that they weren't your potential customers, but these are, right? It's, It's just who has this, who's experiencing this problem, but who cares most about the solution that we're giving to this problem? Right. Not everyone does. So the more you talk to them and you can find them um, again, who are they following, for example? So you have, um, for example, you can have an influencer that's posting on LinkedIn that most people that follow uh, him or her probably are your your potential customers. Right. So that's a starting point. How can you, do they have monthly Zoom uh, events, for example? Do they have a Slack community? So I want to be in there and I start listening, right? Mm -hmm. And seeing, okay, maybe that person said something interesting. Maybe can I get them on a call, right? Mm -hmm. Non-salesy, of course, just to learn. And then you keep going, but it's a a great idea. Right. And this is like a side question, but I feel like, talking to a lot of people, it can be time consuming and expensive. 
do you feel like it's a huge investment or it doesn't really have to be that long or that expensive? I mean, it's definitely time consuming, mm-hmm. but I would say make time for it. And it's expensive. It's more, mm-hmm. you know, it's less expensive than just throwing money on ads. That's right. You're not you're right. 100% sure that that your message is correct or you're, you're presenting what someone is going to, what's going to click with someone, right? So that right. is more expensive uh, to me. But again, Catherine, it's, we're much more comfortable running mm-hmm. ads because we can see, albeit the, the data is not 100% accurate, but you can see clicks and... <laughs> And conversions right. and, and right. all that, and like those analytics, you know, that type of analytics that that make us feel good. Uh, right. But when it comes to conversations, it's a bit more fluffy and and qualitative. Qualitative. So. Yeah, that's true. And also with the ads, you don't also know the quality of leads. Like, yeah, they click. Yeah, they signed up. But do, are they really your customers? And it just reminded me of, I had this conversation with Oliver Palmer, a CRO specialist. And he said that if you were to choose between looking at analytics data, Google Analytics versus qualitative, he'll probably go the qualitative route because there's so much insights to uncover there. And that really surprised me. Like for me, like CRO experimentation, people are all data, data, data. But then you're right. You, you can't really just stop looking numbers. You'll have to know the reason why, right? Yeah, and that surprised me too, Catherine. From I've been following for over, uh, almost two years now the team at Invest. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah. Okay. So Howie. and mm-hmm. they, yeah, they talk about they they talk about uh, that too. So yeah, it's, it surprised me too. <laughs> right. Right. So looking at like for example, someone uh, a startup or in tapped you and wanted your help. What would be like the first few steps that you? you do like what's the process of talking to their customers so the very first step is i send them an excel sheet with a personalized excel sheet with 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 questions Questions. they have to Mm -hmm. fill out before the first session right so that's i i believe that founders um entrepreneurs they're full of subjectivity and ego right because it's me, 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 my little baby, my product, my, my service, yeah. my this, right? right? However, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They do have some market knowledge and they're especially problem, the knowledge about the problem. They're supposed to be experts on that. So I'm the the idea behind this this the worksheet is to extract that from their head, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's the exercise before the first session. Generally, it's a series, a minimum a month. So one session per week and we get started. So that's we we talk about who we need to talk to. Right. It could be if you have, for example, those that have um, signed up for a free trial but have not converted, for example, we want to talk. We want to talk to those two. Those that have converted, we want to talk to those two, right? So we make a plan and make sure the team is in place. Who is going to own this process, right? Because it can't be siloed again. It defeats, it defeats the purpose. And clear homework between sessions. And if everything goes uh, according to plan, in in a month, it should be it should be all done. Yeah. 
Right. So when you talk to um, customers, how do you make it as organic as possible so that it flows naturally and they don't feel pressured or they're, they're at their most comfortable setting? Well, you yourself have to be, you can't be tight and right. And like, we can't see that you're sweating, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you sort of have to practice that because the energy that you put out is also, they, they feel it, even if it's a Zoom call, right? Right. So that's, that's that. You have to practice being, being comfortable. Mm, I find something, sometimes cracking a joke or, or just in something more relaxed, uh, you can comment on something about them. Maybe you've looked them up on LinkedIn. There was something interesting, right, uh, that you can bring up. So something to sort of relax the, the environment, reminding them that this is absolutely it's for our learning only. So if we want to use anything of this, of course, we would never do it without their, their permission, right? That they can speak freely. So even if they have negative things to say about it, so we want to be just as honest as possible, right? right. And all, all, these, all these, these elements, they help helps make them more, more, more comfortable. Yeah, I think th- those little things, they matter because you don't want them to feel like pressure to say good things about your business anyway. Okay, so say we're done with one month of conversations. I am guessing that it can be overwhelming with all the data, all the conversations, all the insights that you got. Do you feel like there's data overload? Well, yeah. I'm kind of used to it, so I I enjoy I connect stuff in my head, so it's not it it I can imagine how it can be overwhelming to to someone else, but I I enjoy this, but I feel it helps to always focus on what do I need to be talking about, what is the exact problem that I'm working on, right? So these these bigger questions that you start saying, okay, so how can I describe all this in in their words? Right with real examples, no? right. and what I should be talking about. For example, that affects what you're going to post on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? right? It also most definitely affects your 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 website. No, what do they need to know here? What do they need to know then? What are they thinking after I say this? And what can I say to to maybe ease their Maybe if there's that scares them, I'm going to be like, no, but don't worry, there's that. Then what am I going to say next? No, it's like writing an email, uh, basically. No, this one gets you to open it, then read the next line, read the next line, etc. Hmm. Right. And uh, do you have like any strategies in finding the right insights from those, all the conversations that you can turn into content pieces? Like, How do you find patterns or do you like try try to... I guess, solve the biggest problem that the company is getting and try to marry it with the answers from, from the sessions? More than, more than the answers, yes. Of course, the answers, because we want to show examples of people that have, have won at this, no, at this game uh, type of thing and, and come out better or just 1% better than they were before, that type of a thing. But it's more because we are doing all this to connect with prospects, right? So if we want to connect with the prospects, what's going on in their their lives right now, right? So if I could be an expert in the problem, if I can paint that problem and make it uh, entertaining and educating, right? That's what I want to be doing, 
right? I understand what you're going through, right? And so I want to get better at that. And everything around the problem, of course, it doesn't, I need to understand what else you're going through around that problem. I could talk about, maybe I could help them with something, uh, a tool that has nothing to do with, with the tool that, that I'm selling, for example. I could talk about another tool that's baked into their workflow. Maybe that'll get their attention, right? So sort of like caring about their problem, I think really helps. And to answer your previous question, just knowing what questions need to be answered, really it, it stops you from just being overwhelmed from the Pandora's box being open type of thing. Right. So I'm guessing this is these are like open-ended questions, right? It's not like a, like a questionnaire checklist type of thing. Does it usually have to be open-ended so you learn yeah. more? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no surveys, just really one-on-one um, -on -one conversations. Surveys are a great. Surveys are, are a great option. I it, sometimes it's not possible to do to do so one-on-one, -on -one. and in that case, surveys are your second best option. And and surveys, right. I I believe in the power of surveys, anyways, for for all types of things. So they get you data quicker, also. But you really need to work at making those questions to to understand what types of what are the the consequences of the answers that you're that you're that you're asking. Yeah. Right. I don't think we do it. Yeah, or if it's not leading them to, you know, an answer that you yeah. want to hear. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I think one thing that I, we can all agree on is that talking to your customers, that's something that's already readily available. Tap into them, make sure you ask the right questions, and then use that information to not only just LinkedIn posts, but basically all content that you're putting out there. So website, how, I guess, how you're, customer service reps talk to potential customers and live chats, it kind of is a powerful source of everything, all the communication you publish, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about, you know, we, we, we can see posts about poking the bear, about asking questions like, do you know when, right, uh, as, as a way to, to, to start a conversation? Do you know when this happens? But the problem is that if we don't know what to plug in there we don't know what what's the bear right uh, we can we can take all these email courses and sales courses and all that but if, we, if we're not an expert at the problem I mean, yeah right 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 you really have to ask the right questions speaking of questions we're down to the last part of the the, the podcast our favorite part we call it friendly fire where we talk to some of your friends on linkedin and see if they have questions for you so the first one is from jonathan bland his question is why do majority of b2b SaaS companies continue to over invest in lead gen and capture channels you kind of mentioned this earlier yeah so it's i'm not saying it's not uh, a good thing to have right so that is a, a good thing but i think we under invest the question is we under invest in the organic parts right so one is inbound outbound right so there but you you can get leads from doing organic organic marketing right so i think we under invest in that 
because it's not something that it's not a process that you just put in place and that one week later you're going to get x number of leads right so it's it's much much easier to measure the other way and we feel better about the process uh, this whole play the long game type of uh, a, a thing is like yeah okay but in the meantime I kind of need no I kind of need leads coming in right 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 <laughs> It's it's all about um, the attribution part of the investment, I guess. That's why we are drawn towards measurable ways, which are ads or the things that we are used to. But the thing with organic, although it might take longer or harder to trace, it's usually the more effective channel or you get the, the better leads. So yeah, that yeah. was from Jonathan. The next one is from Melissa Curran. She yeah. says, if you could create content for anyone in the world, who would it be? For anyone in the world. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one, Melissa. My first thought was for you. Now I'm telling you, for you, Melissa. Oh. I would create content for you. <laughs> That's awesome. You'll love that. He had a follow-up question, but we talk about comedy already, favorite comedians. So the last one is from Ash Rathid. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He says, if you weren't doing what you do today, what job would you be doing and why? Wow. <laughs> Always. Eh? <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Ash. <laughs> Let's see. I think one of the things that I would love to be doing, I've, I've dreamt about this many a times, is, is to have a, a lodge, a, you know, to run a, a lodge on an island and just have... Oh people from all over the world uh, coming to to stay and, you know, meeting different people every every two weeks. I really enjoy that. Water sports, um, fishing. Uh, yeah, I think, thanks, Ash. You just took me on a, a whole different. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. If that ever happens, please let me know if you're hiring. <laughs> I'd I love will. to be I will, working there. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for um, the questions, Jonathan, Ash, Melissa, Z, that you're awesome. Thank you for your time today. I'm really glad that we had this conversation. I learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners did. If they want to connect with you or find you, we'll share the links to your website, but where um, can they connect with you? If I'm online, I'm probably on LinkedIn. So yeah, <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. Happy to connect. She's very easy to find on LinkedIn. Again, thank you for your time. Appreciate you coming onto the podcast. If you learned something new today, please consider giving us a rating or review. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to No Hacks Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you can leave a rating on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Visit nohacksmarketing.com to subscribe.